It's a lovely day here in Pacific Grove, California. I'm walking along through the Legends of the Autobahn event. BMW Car Club of America has done a wonderful job. They do this every year. Overall, between Audi, Mercedes, and BMW, there are nearly 400 cars on display. One of the things that I just find wonderful and amazing is that not two of them are the same. More than half of them are BMWs. And whereas you might see a number of E9s, E24s, E46s, none of them are identical to the one next to them or anyone else here doing what they've done All to right, their cars. All right, we're over here at uh, Bilstein, uh, Bilstein, excuse me. So I'm here with Jason Bailey from Expel, and one of the things that's really interesting in today's car market is that you can do more than just put wax on your car, right? So tell me about what ceramic coating is and how Expel goes about offering it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, you know, back in the day, it was Carnuba wax. You know, you can get the cans, the tins with that wax. Sometimes it would dry out. You had the pad applicator pads. They were fun back then, the Carnuba and all the things that they had. But, you know, technology's really changed with paint protection. and. Clearly, you know, our bread and butter is paint protection film, but we also offer a ceramic coating, which is really key. You know, it doesn't matter if you have PPF on the vehicle or if it's just the paint that you want to protect. Um, the ceramic coating, it's not necessarily going to protect it from scratches or rock chips or anything like that. Light swirls, yes. You know, walking uh, up against it with a, a jacket or something, yes, it's gonna protect against that. But more importantly, it has hydrophobic properties in it to where it's gonna actually allow it not only to be able to clean easier, um, but also just give it that nice, fresh, deep look. So it's adding a lot of gloss and body volume to that paint. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how does someone make a decision, or how would you help someone sure. make a decision between paint protection film, PPF, yeah. and a ceramic coating? Um, just depends on the actual use of their car. So a lot of times our third-party installers will speak to these customers, identify what the exact purpose of their vehicle is, whether it's a commute car. A lot of us commute here in California. So it could be a commute car. And those kind of situations, we'd probably recommend PPF just because of the rock chips, the highway driving that they're doing. So we'd recommend it there. You know, ceramic coating still, you know, good for that as well. But it really is just an identification of what we're using the car for. That's how we would determine it. If someone is using paint protection film, mm. do they always do the entire car, or do they sometimes just do the like the front bra? Correct. So it's a, a coin toss on that. Not everybody does, you know, a full wrap on the car itself. A lot of times it will just be the high impact areas of the car, rockers, you know, right in front of the rear wheel itself, where something might spit up and come up off the side. But it is really common. I'd say a good 30, 40 percent of our sales are full fronts or partial fronts. Uh, to where they do that, but um, the ceramic coating, the beauty of it is it could be used on top of the PPF as well as just regular paint. So ceramic is terrific at protecting the paint on the car. How do you protect the ceramic? Care, aftercare. So we have, Expel has a great lineup of aftercare products that we recommend that you continue to use on a regular basis. We've already been fielding a lot of questions of, hey, how do I take care of it? 
my easiest answer is common sense. Don't do anything that's abnormal that you wouldn't already do. I don't, I don't particularly like car washes that are drive-through. Even the touchless ones are bad because they use so many different chemicals to get the product off or the dirt off and then they high pressure wash it off. So I just like to preach common sense. We have a great lineup that's real similar to a lot of the other manufacturers that are here in just aftercare products. So just, you know, if you're spending the money to ceramic coated or PPF your vehicle, you are taking the time to get it washed, whether you do it yourself. For me, that's therapy. So I enjoy washing my cars myself on the weekends. I get two, three hours on a car and, and that's my downtime. Okay, so other people, they'll have pe folks that come out and companies that will take care of that for them. And so it's really just common sense using an appropriate product that's not, you know, high chemicals or anything like that. So, so if you're a car enthusiast, this is kind of nirvana on like going shopping for good clothes. It's, you know, it's absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's how you make your car like wonderful. Now, you don't combine ceramic and PPF, do you? You can, do you? Yeah, you can put the ceramic coating on top of PPF, which is really common. And so, for example, on this one here, um, this is our stealth PPF that we're looking at. So it gives it that matte finish, but it's also very porous. So because it, that's how we get that look, it, it's very porous. So, for example... So, so let me interrupt for a second. So sure. this is not frosted paint? Negative. So this is a regular gloss paint? Correct. And you have put on... Expel paint? Stealth is Expel what it's stealth. called, and it is our matte paint protection film so it not only changes the identity of this car visually but it also still protecting it this is an eight mil thickness film that surrounds the vehicle protects it from any type of rock chips it is also self-healing so if it does get a light scratch maybe from my buckle if i'm trying to wash the top um, a heat gun or even sitting under the direct sunlight for a short amount of time it's going to have the properties to heal itself and come right back to the state that it was originally in. Well, it looks absolutely remarkable. I'll have a photograph or two on Instagram. It's, sure. Um, it's absolutely lovely. Um, I know everyone charges two fees, right? So the fee for the product and then the fee for the labor. Sure. Typically, if someone's doing a 5 Series sedan type level car, Copy. what does it cost to put stealth on? Right. So the stealth, it is a little bit more expensive, and I'll tell you why. Because you're, you're hiding gloss, you have to wrap the edges a lot more. So there's more pieces that are coming out, tail lights coming out, gas can, you know, gas lid, sometimes, you know, these lower rockers, panels, diffusers, that stuff will have to be dismantled, which is labor. And so the stealth typically runs, a, a, my opinion, 30% more cost-wise. If I had to throw a rough number out there, it will just be that rough because it varies from market to market. What I charge in Southern California is not what they're going to charge in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, so it's definitely a lot higher in Orange County or Southern California. But off the top of my head here, this M5 right here to get wrapped in this stealth, you're probably looking at anywhere from, I'll, I'll call it seven to $9,000. You know, yeah, I think it's probably really and it, worth it, it, though. It depends on the shop. You know, you've got some younger guys that are hungry, they're excited, they're new in the industry versus some top dogs that are that are award-winning PPF installers. You're getting what you pay for. So, well, considering that frosted paint's typically about five thousand from the factory. Yeah. 
uh, and doesn't have the properties that you're talking about in protecting the vehicle, sure. it's probably not a stretch to think that it's a good thing. Yeah, no, we're really excited with where the direction that Expel's going. We're developing more into a household name with different sponsorships that we have with NASCAR Truck Series, the IndyCar races. We'll be back here in Monterey at Laguna Seca in the next couple of weeks, you know, for a race that we're actually partial sponsors of. So we're starting to become more and more of a household name. And the beauty part of us is that we continue to dump money into the business and we're just reinventing and I explained it to a customer earlier he said what sets you guys apart from all these other companies that are similar and produce products like yourself I said we're kind of like Target stores Target's been around for just about 40 years if I'm correct in that but the reason they're so successful and they stay afloat is because they adapt. They're constantly changing. They're identifying what's going on in the market around them. They're changing. They change displays. They change products, offerings. And we do the same thing. We listen to the consumer. We watch what's going on here. And we're actually acting on that. So we're obviously, even though this is looks great, right? This stealthy, this, we're constantly looking at the adhesive on it. How can we change this and that to be better? So... We're doing so many different things, and it's it's really exciting to be part of the company right now. It really looks like a fun segment of the industry to be involved in. Is, it is. Is there anyone that shouldn't use these products? Negative. I mean, someone asked as well. I mean, even these older cars, the SEs, the SELs, they have them as well. So they're, this is not just our consumer right here with the 2022 M5. I'm happy to take that 190 right across from there, and a lot of folks do. So if we pulled all of these customers right here, I'm confident that at least 50% of these folks do have a form of paint protection on it, whether it's us or not. It's vital to have, you know. So, but if you're like a really busy executive or you're just hmm. working all the time, you should trust your car to a professional detailer to take care of it. You shouldn't run it through a car wash or use Southern California type water wherever you are located. It's important that the care yeah. be provided by someone who also cares. That's right. 100%. Yeah. You want to still have your stuff and that goes for everything we own, not just the vehicles, but with the value and the passion, the love that we have for this industry, you definitely want to have somebody. But that, for me, like I said earlier, uh, I'll take a Saturday morning, I'll start at 7 a.m. till 10 a.m., and I just decompress, and I just love getting down and going, and I'll do different stages. So, yeah, it is important to find the right detailer if you don't do it yourself and to just pair up with a company that will treat your car like just almost like daycare. You're going to want to bring your kids somewhere that they're going to be treated in the same way that you would. So, real similar. And finally, being here at Legends of the Audubon, what kind of an experience is that for you and your team in terms of the type of people you're talking to? I mean, is it fun to be here for this? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, just to be around it as a spectator is incredible. But to ha come here, have the reception that we do and the welcoming of, hey, I've already got your product on it. It's bad. People are walking by giving us thumbs up. I mean, we are synonymous for paint protection in this industry right now. We are leading the way for it. And so, yeah, to be here, the beautiful day, look at this. The marine layer is gone. We're looking at blue skies. We're in Monterey. We got cars around us. We've, we've been here for the week. We still look here through the weekend at various shows. So, yeah, really excited to be part of this. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So here at Legends of the Autobahn, 
spending some time with Sean Myers and your suspension and BMW parts product endeavors seem to be pretty unique and special. Tell me about the biggest issue that you have related to suspensions on BMWs. Well, the biggest, I think the biggest issue we have is trying to educate the public on what to choose with the suspension, what's right for them, you know, what, what do they need, what do they don't, what they don't need, and then trying to match them with the right product for like the use. So that's the biggest struggle that we have. Um, Moten AST, I'm the U.S. distributor for the brand, but the brand is built in Holland. So everything we make is actually built in Holland. And we make pretty much the full line for BMW. We make lowering springs. We make full adjustable coilovers. We make a lot of classic BMW-specific lowering springs for customers who just want to lower their car. We also make dampers for 2002, for E9, E3, for everything. And one of the reasons we do that is because I'm into classic BMWs. And there's nothing that has this kind of quality that's for the market, it's for BMW Classics. And because people put the money into the classic BMWs, they're spending this type of money on suspension, which directly correlates with the driving enjoyment, I guess, for, for people when they want to use their car. So a lot of stuff we've been doing is like, e, like E30 M3, for example, a lot of people have been restoring those cars and they want one suspension they don't have to buy when it wears out. So we have a serviceable product. So when you buy it, you install it. If you ever feel like it's wearing, you can service it. So it's That's cool. really important. Yeah. It seems to me that with suspensions, particularly for Bimmer heads, there's two things that really seem to drive their purchase decision. One is the emotion about whatever they tend to put their hooks into. And, sure. And the second is price. And particularly if they want to track their car, Mm -hmm. And so they spend a lot of money on their car, and often they don't spend a lot of money on being a better driver. And Correct. so it seems to me really important that they understand the real differences between, you know, what's the top hat like, and what does sure. every knob mean in terms of adjusting rebound or bump and so on. So how does someone learn about suspensions in a way that is going to help them make a better decision? Well, we actually have resources on our website explaining some of the way to choose the right suspension for you. But it's more comes down to the use of what you're doing and what you're looking for. And the way I describe like a three-way setup over a one-way is it gives you more options, which to some people could be a bad thing because there's too much to do. But for others that use their car on a track, they go from a smooth surface to a rough surface, or maybe they use their car on the street and they go to the track like five to six times a year. When they buy an adjustable suspension, they can adjust it per what their use is. But part of that is we offer after-sales support for setup. So when we sell a product, they can call me, they can ask me questions. I'll give them the feedback that they need to try to help them set it up because you need to take the time and do that. Sure. It's not a just install it and it's going to work. I mean, sometimes it is, but... Well, the roads in Florida are typically smooth. The roads in California mm -hmm. here are awful, so... <laughs> so that in L.A., yeah. Right, so, so that alone, you know, is yeah. a reason to be thinking about having a more adjustable product. Exactly, yeah, and, and we're able to valve, internally valve the systems for what you need. So it's important to spend the time before you buy with us and ask the questions and I have a 
I literally have a set of questions that I ask people to get a feel of what they need. And a lot of the stuff we've been doing is we've been making some of our nicer racing systems valved for the street, like on a restoration, because the customers want the quality pieces that we offer, but they don't want a crazy like race car. They like want an it to E9 be supple. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like a tour. They're gonna go in there and drive their car and they don't want to be beat to death. Well, obviously we need to have that conversation before we order it, but we can valve it we can valve it accordingly to the use. So that's a unique feature that we offer. Um, turnaround time you know, we can do that in about four to six weeks. We can turn around a system from Holland to do that. So, And so if unique. someone isn't in Florida, if they're in California or Oregon or Montana, or how do, yeah, what's the best we, way to go about getting your product? Well, we have, some, uh, we have dealers all over the country. So if you go to the website, we have a list of dealers and everything. We have some bigger distributors as well. Um, but basically what I normally do is I, I tell people to call in. They can speak to me or my sales guys. We'll get you matched with what we think is going to work, and then we'll send you to a dealer in your area. And the dealers in your area are qualified to not only install it, but to also set it up the way that it needs to be. So that's the easiest way to do it. Is it probably the most important thing that someone should consider doing to their car to improve its, its overall ride and comfort? For me, the enjoyment, I mean, the enjoyment feedback is directly related to suspension. It's also related to the, you well, know. And I ask the question because a manufacturer, <clears throat> we'll talk about BMW specifically. Sure. They always have to sit on top of a fence between, yeah. you know, competition. And, and so they're always, yeah. that's exactly where I was going. They're exactly. always compromising. So this gives you, and, and they can't typically, unless it's a special car, like a CSR, they yeah. can't spend the money. Sure or justify spending the money for the type of product that Mountain has. Yeah. I mean, there's also, you know, the, if you look at the new, like, M3, even the CSL that's over there, the car has a pretty high ride height, and that's because it needs to be able to live in Florida. It needs to be able to live in L.A., in New York. It has to be a usable car. Right. So part of the questionnaire that we do with customers is what's important to them. Is it the aesthetic look that they want? Is it the ride? all questions that really need to be, like I said, defined. Actually, in looking in the G-Series, when you pop the bonnet up, th there doesn't seem to be a lot of room. No, there's not. There's not much room. For a top hat or whatever. I mean, it just seems... No, but we have, um, we actually have, uh, we have a set of G-Series G uh, top mounts actually on the table, and we actually have camber adjustment from the bottom, because there's no access from the top. There's only that one hole. Right. So you act, we actually have the bolts inverted so that underneath, when you have the car on the lift, you can actually adjust the camber. So what's more exciting for you? Is it when somebody has a new G-Series car is like, oh, I, I want to make my M4 awesome, or would you prefer to talk to someone that says, I've got a 73 2002 TII and I want to make it pristine? Really both. I, I like doing both because the newer cars is a newer type customer that probably it's their first like sports car and they want to have fun with it, but they love the car just as much as the classic guy. For me, I like the classic stuff, but there's not really many options out there, so it's fun to educate. I mean, I like educating both new new car people and classic car people. And how about participating in this event today? What kind of people are you meeting? Are you having fun here? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, this has always been a big event that I came to myself personally to visit the people and see the people here. So I always, you know, I wanted to, this year I wanted to bring the business too. So, I mean, this is a good spectrum because there's people here that have the new cars that have never seen some of the cars like the NKs and some of the cars that they never knew existed. And then there's the guys with the NKs 
that see the new cars modified and they're like, these are actually kind of cool. Yeah. So it's a neat event to see the spectrum of BMW. Well, this GDM3, um, you've done exactly the right thing with the wrap on it <laughs> yeah, uh, because yeah. because no one's going to miss it. Yeah, that's the point. Right. So even yeah. if it's a little polarizing for some yeah. traditional folks, yeah, uh, I think but I looks... think polarizing is best because yeah. if you if you love the car or if you hate the car, you're going to talk about it, and that's the point of it. So that's why we did the the Ruby Star, which is actually a Porsche color from the '90s. That's the color. So. It's fabulous. Yeah. Many of the cars that we see here are modified in unique ways, and I'm just going to describe one of them to you. This is a 1975-2002, so they're at the very end of the production cycle for this particular type of car, and you know, there's a ton of 2002s here. A lot of them, though, have an M3 engine transplanted into them, right? So this is, would be from the E30 M3 series. So this particular car, it's white, with a black and blue interior. It has an S14 engine, which has 209 horsepower, with four individual 44 millimeter Macroni round side motorcycle carburetors, custom CNC adapters to mate to the S14 head, Carrillo rods, forged CP pistons, Custom ground cams, ARP stud bolts. It, it's it's been highly modified as the mechanics of the of the of the motor go. But it's not just the motor. The chassis has also been updated. It has uh, um, not really getting to the chassis, but it has adapted power windows and door locks and that sort of thing. They added a 20-gallon fuel cell, which is almost twice the size of the original. Um, but it has a different suspension. It has Wildwood big brakes. It has 22 millimeter sway bars added to it, a Corvette master cylinder, which is kind of interesting. And the owner, Doug Ripperetti, he did all the work himself. So obviously this is a labor of love. This is something that allowed him to create something special that's unique, and there's no other car out there just like it. To give you an idea about the differences, here's another 2002. Um, this is from 71. It's also white, um, and the changes are very subtle. It has an S14 four-cylinder motor that you would have pulled from a E30 M3 or purchased directly from BMW. It has B BBS wheels and Recaro seats, but that's it. Other than that, it's just a stock 2002. So each one of these cars is going to be made in a unique way for the individual owner. And one of the coolest 2002s that I've seen um, is this 1974-2002. It's black, it has black interior, and it has an Alpina four-cylinder engine in it with a number of different custom Alpina parts 
uh, but not Alpina wheels. So it's not truly an Alpina car, but that's okay. It looks terrific. It has wildwood brakes. Um, it has different uh, shift knob, a different steering wheel, little changes, as all of the cars here have. That's just to give you a little bit of an idea about the differences that we're seeing on different cars.